0: Yeah. This is the, the Relevant Podcast.
1: It's episode 1,123. It's The Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And joining me, not from Love the Virginia, this is literally, dear listeners, this is the first time since 2007 that Jesse Carey is not on the show. Uh, holiday travels and different things uh, got in the way. So, uh, joining me from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up, though? Just down the street uh, right there in Nashville, our managing editor downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. And from Los Angeles, you know from Social Club Misfits, it's Marty. Hi. Stop (laughs) it. I apologize in advance if I feel if I seem a little frazzled. I just got off the phone with an insurance adjuster because I got in my first accident ever uh, wow. yesterday, and so I'm. doing I to have that. happened? Walk me through He's this. Insane. I, you, you've been driving uh, for a
0: few years, Cam. So I have been
1: paying. I've been paying monthly insurance for 21 years and have never ever cashed in a claim, and so wow. I'm getting some of it back now. Yeah, I was turning left onto a five lane road, like a busy road, and the traffic was stopped at a red light, and so I was they left like an opening for me, you know, to like cut, you know, cut out and turn left onto the road. And as I was uh, turning left, two lanes of stopped traffic, you know, kind of going through, turn left. A guy was coming down the center turn lane. And just smacked me right in the driver's side door. So, whose fault was it? Well, it's a no fault because we're in Florida, but like whose yeah, fault no really fault was state. it? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. He couldn't have seen me. I couldn't have seen him. All the traffic was completely stopped because there was a red light, you know, two hundred feet away. And so, like, I, I, I don't know. I had my turn signal on. One of the things that's my
2: worst fear is like getting in a car accident and then having a conversation with the person that you hit. I just feel like it's immediately aggressive, immediately angry. Everyone's upset. No one knows why. They're just like,
1: they're just caught off guard. How did it go? It was fine. He was just like an older, older guy, smelled like cigarettes. He was <laughs> a little frazzled. I was frazzled, but nobody got mad or anything. No tint on his windows. The weird thing was there was a, uh, There was a police officer doing the traffic for this school across the street, you know, like the red light thing. You know, there was a cop like right there. He walked over because he heard the screech and like looked up. And he goes, He goes, I am, I, but I can't help you. And I was like, Why? He goes, Well, if this wreck had happened on that side of the street, you would have been in the city of Orlando, but it happened on this side of the street. You're technically in Orange County. So you have to have an Orange County officer come out like what mm, that's funny it's like, you're it's right so you're stupid. right here you're like yeah. standing right there he goes
2: <laughs> it's so weird well if you listen if you if you he were driving and he was following you honestly yeah he didn't want to work because if he was following you and gave you a ticket in like Orlando and you just like happen to stop inside like Orange yeah. County he still has to give you a ticket he still has to be a cop nothing
1: stops being a cop he's just like uh, it's want to do it right now bro it's not that serious problem that's why no that's what it was he was like he's like it'll probably take an hour for the sheriff to come out and I was like I'm leaving to go get my kid from school he goes eh. yeah if your cars can drive, just exchange information and yeah. deal with it later. And I was like, okay, yeah, so left.
2: I did that same thing. I got, I just, uh, everyone was slowing down in the turnpike, I wasn't paying attention, it hit me from behind. And the cop was like, I called the cops and they're like, uh, Is it that bad? I'm like, It's not. And they're like, Just go. I was like, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> the cop said go, you know, you saw the guy, the cop said just go, it's not that bad. He's like, Okay, everyone's saying, Okay, we just left. Yeah.
1: I, again, I have no ex, I have no experience in uh, having a wreck, so I didn't know what to do. But yeah, it's the a no fault.
2: Like, so "Don't it worry about is, it." Yeah, there's no one has to figure out what happened. That's why. It's See no what's fault, crazy baby. to me
0: is I was thinking about this when you were telling me this, Cameron. I I don't think I've ever seen a Tesla like damaged before. No, uh, yeah. like, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? especially in you Tennessee, Derek, you can confirm this. It seems like everyone's car has some sort of duct tape on it. Mine did at one point, I will admit, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) it just (laughs) duct tape. I got it. She literally had her bumper duct taped.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. It took a couple months, but we got there. Um, What's because the car? I've never seen a Tesla like they're always like in pristine condition.
1: Well, it it, it avoids it. Like it'll like it'll swerve itself out of the way Mm. if it sees Mm -hmm. a collision coming. It was just this was like totally blindsided, you know. Like you, yeah. there was no visibility to know that this car was driving.
3: And, hey, look, and that's what what kind of crazy car did he because have? Because the Tesla has, especially your model Tesla, it's got the sensors and it has the cameras. So yep. it's like, oh, wow. it's like, yeah, this was crazy. Like to have so much tech around you, and mm-hmm. they still hit you is nuts. And then a Nissan comes along and hits you.
1: It was like a 1993 <laughs> Ford Focus. It's lit. It's lit. Mm.
2: Smelled like of cigarettes. it was. It's lit. I knew it was gonna be that level. Like, there's no tint on the windows. There's no, like no. fabric. You know what I'm saying? They smell like cigarettes because oh, yeah. he's smoking. You know, oh. like I know what kind of car was hit. Hit you, yeah. the guy who gambles on the weekend. You know what I'm saying? Oh. You know where I'm going with this. If, if you know not gambling his, while
1: it, he was driving, like, he's like smoking, was de- yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. Watching, yeah.
2: He was playing Candy Crush while he was. Uh, he hit you, and <laughs> they should check his phone for Candy Crush. To be honest, a
3: <laughs> <with laughs> question I have for y'all because this is something that a lot of my a lot of black people do. I don't know if y'all do this, but. Is it every time... So, look, when a situation like this, and you barely avoid getting hit, like, so Cameron got hit this time... But you barely avoid getting hit. Do you just be like, see, that's why your car messed up right now in the first place? Is that <laughs> does that go to that? all my black friends do that? Like when we see a car with like it's dented on the side, and then they almost yeah. hit you, it's like, see, that's why your car messed up in the first place. Like yeah. you all do absolutely.
2: that. It's not a problem unless something happens. And it's like you call out the the bad thing. My parents do that. Like I think it's like a very common. Like, like, that's why your car has a broken, like, it wasn't a problem a second ago, but because you swerved in my lane, Mm -hmm. that is probably why you have a shattered windshield. Mm -hmm. You're missing a taillight. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we went to a restaurant the other day and the waiter forgot something and the guy had one leg. The waiter had one Uh, leg. And my dad's like, like immediately that was the first thing my dad called. He's like, he's like, he forgot the nachos. And why does he have one leg? Like, for some reason it like (laughs) became a thing. Like, and why does he have one? And everyone's like, yeah, why? Why? Why does he have, you know, just because we like to call out, pe- I guess, uh, I don't know, people like to call out people's weaknesses. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, that's, don't know. that's why you have no fender. You know? I think, right. like,
0: I do that with, like, cars where I'll see, you know, someone, yeah, with some sort of something's wrong with their car. And I think my first thought is, like, oh, someone probably hit them or, like, it wasn't their fault. Mm. And then I see that they're a terrible driver and I'm like, oh, okay, no, you did that <laughs> to yourself. Like, mm. that's this why story your car has completed. is literally mm-hmm. pieced together with different colored what? doors and duct tape. Why do people
1: not get, they get in <laughs> an accident? How come they don't get their car fixed? Can't afterwards? afford it, bro. They probably got, but, yeah, I got, also, but everybody has to have insurance. Yeah, insur- they probably don't have
3: insurance, nah, probably, right? Like, what is they that? Probably don't, they, probably don't, they probably don't have full coverage. They might right, have, they just
1: do the bare minimum.
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah. So they probably got coverage yeah. just to fix the other person's car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So look, hey, coming from, coming from a former poor, uh, you know what I'm saying, straight out the hood. <laughs> <laughs> From poor body. Yeah, we did. Well, I also will say,
0: like this summer, I, when I had to get my car fixed, they said, I took it to the shop, they said it would take one, maybe two weeks max. It took uh, almost four weeks. It was like three, yeah. I think I got it back Th- out. That's another piece. Yep, like
2: yep. Some people don't have the luxury of having no car yeah. for, for you know, four mm. weeks. And so if like you have it, good insurance, they'll give you a car, right. but most people don't. Mm-hmm. So you don't get insurance. Right, if, a not car, own, not have uh, if you insurance. got one of them
3: uh, joints <laughs> that you went to, the, uh, you typed in your information. They sent you like 40 different insurance companies and you've never heard of them before. They don't have no commercials. It's yeah. like Uncle Jimmy's insurance. It's like, but they're not, they're not giving you a rental car, bro. It's over with. Emily drives a Nissan Altima. So just, just know a the Nissan damage Rogue. already. It's in the car.
4: <laughs> oh,
2: so close. <laughs> <laughs> Nissan's what? like the car that went on TikTok they're like what car they asked mechanics what car would you not want and they're like Nissan Nissan Altima really? like they always say Nissan yeah I wonder why but I just saw that video like 5 seconds ago
0: It gets pretty good gas mileage which is like truly the biggest factor into why I bought it um yeah. and it goes
2: 180 miles per hour like there's no limit on it that's why the cars are so dangerous mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Like you see an Altima like Alt we call this thing Altima Energy So where you just drive like a like it's like a girl. She's young. She drives like a psychopath. Um, My wife had my wife had an Altima, so I know about that. Um, You know, drive 130 miles per hour on the highway. Don't care.
0: Bad. She's got places to go.
2: Listening to YG get loco, like
0: all these like (laughs) rap
2: songs. Like you know, it gets deep. You know what I'm saying? Like my wife's gonna hear this and be upset, but it gets deep. It's just uh, it gets deep.
1: How many wrecks has she been in? Her up, my wife's her like, okay. So my wife, when I first met her,
2: she had gotten a car accident. Wreck? She was just parked. <laughs> yeah, par- she was parked. She was at the light, whatever. And a guy in a bike in downtown LA was not paying attention. This is the grossest story. He hits the back of her car, flies like thirty feet, like totally body destroyed. His arm, like Stop. flesh, hair, skin was still like in the window. He, mm-hmm. he he got he hit it so hard, and it wasn't even her fault. It was his fault. He was on a bicycle or a a motorcycle? It's a bicycle. And you know those bikes in the city? It's different. In the city is different. These guys go like 60 miles per hour. And he was just looking down. He he had the camera on his head too. So you can see the footage Mm. of him flying in a circle 40 times in the air and landing on his face. Yeah. He got hit. And I remember my wife was like, he's got a camera on his head. He hit my car. And I was like... Call the police. Why are you calling me? Call the police, you know?
3: <laughs> Man, my wife my wife and I were in L.A. and we were watching somebody cross. It was, like, crazy. I don't know if it was La Brea or it was, like, one of those, like, streets that's really, really, like, popping. And we see this Asian lady run out in the middle of the street. She was trying to cross at the last minute, and a guy wasn't oh, paying God. any attention. And, I mean, he hits this lady she flips over the car, comes down the back. She gets up and just keeps walking.
2: Yeah, it's that's very common over there. I was very like, common, bro,
3: Like, she did, like, I mean, she gets up, keeps walking off the street. Everybody's attending to her, trying to, you know, make sure she's okay. But she, I, I, I've never seen a person get hit that hard. But I don't know if that was just, like, adrenaline or whatever. But that is ingrained in my mind. Like forever. I will never not see her flipping over this guy's car, landing, <laughs> getting up and and just walking back across the street. I was like, dang.
2: Unfortunately, a lot of people are illegal, to be honest with you. Oh, you think you think
3: that might have been an illegal situation?
2: Yeah. So uh, this is what was explained to me. A lot of people in California are legal. And so they legally can't tell you, hey, so like. I know a situation where a guy got hit and he was like, please do not tell anybody. He's like – and the guy was had a broken leg. He's like, don't tell anybody. Just keep moving. And it's – you know, they'd rather get patched up at the hospital than have to figure that out through insurance. So that's a real thing in California for sure. Like it's not a – That's sad actually. Common knowledge there. Yeah, yeah. She got up like Ving Rhames in Pulp Fiction. She started running after – you know, started – like nothing happened. Yo.
1: Dude, I I don't know why – this happened, or why I was watching this, but like A and E has a show called Road Wars, and it's all these are like road rage incidences and mm. wrecks and stuff, and it's just clip after clip after clip. I don't know. I, it's on Peacock, and I ended up watching like so many episodes the last couple of days. It's some some there's some crazy stuff. There's crazy. People no, there on. is. Um, oh, and I'm gonna send y'all the trailer for it.
2: No, I love stuff uh, like that, Kim. I love that, stuff like that. That is the last thing I was thing watching. I want to see,
0: Florida,
2: it. I wanna see it. I was watching Florida Cop at the ICU today. Uh, they have like, it's called Florida Cop. It's a new show on the, on like e as well, where it's like Florida cops doing Florida things. And I'm
1: like, I love it. I love all this stuff. I love this type Dude. of reality TV. I know it's like back in the the, the tow truck days, or like they would repo people, whatever, yes. and getting into fights and stuff. But anyway, yeah, no, I, I I love. I fell in love with this show. I Watched so many episodes, and then I got into a wreck. I wonder if that was. Uh, I love this. I think problem, that there see? is a
0: connection there. I think your mind was like, I want to be on the show. Oh, <laughs> Just helping them be, be the
1: same time. All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to Passion. Uh, also, at the end of the show, we have your feedback uh it's christmas movie feedback nice but stay tuned uh right now coming up next it's relevant buzz to Electric Guest. The song is Holiday. Uh, It is part of the Spotify playlist we do every year, A Very Relevant Christmas, which is out now. 350 curated songs. Go check it out. All the music on today's show will be songs uh, from A Very Relevant Christmas. So yeah, go check it out. That's Electric Guest. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in.
0: Amazing. Did not disappoint.
1: Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting.
0: You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4.
1: Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Relevant buzz. Tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week, Emily?
0: Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we're gonna start buzz by talking about Daddy Yankee, uh which I'm very excited oh, okay. about
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one. Dale,
0: <laughs> um, for anyone listening, he obviously is the international superstar who has mega hits like Despacito, my personal favorite, Gasolina. Uh, but he recently concluded the final show of his farewell tour and announced that he's pivoting his life and career to focus on Jesus.
3: Wow. Did you hear about this? In what way?
1: Well, that like he became beauty. a Christian? So,
0: so he's walking away oh, yeah, from over his career, he's, you know, kind of mentioned like, you know, thank God for this in a speech, different things like that. But uh, at the end of the show, he gave this really big speech that, you know, clearly something has happened recently that he's making this big decision. Um, And he just shared that he, you know, he'd really come to realize that like living a life of success is not the same as living life with a purpose. And he'd felt really unfulfilled for a long time. Um, And so this is a quote he said. Someone was able to fill that emptiness. That is why tonight I recognize and I am not ashamed to tell the whole world that Jesus lives in me and that I will live for him. All the tools that I have in my possession, such as music, social networks, platforms, a microphone, everything that Jesus gave me is now for his kingdom.
3: Let's get it. All right. I see
2: you, brother. Go, Daddy Yankee. It's awesome, right man. Daddy At the Yankee? end of his career, the end of a very long 40-year career, he finally accepts <laughs> Jesus Christ. And now he's going to use his platform for good. I'm really excited about he's this. He's 46. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. After a long... Six, anyway, he's been in the game since 16. But now is the time where he wants to tell everyone about Jesus. That's how it happens, Listen, bro. Not yeah, too much on him. He just left him. his okay. deal. That's how it happens. Why do Christians always do that in the back end? Why can't they do it in the middle. Why is it always at the back end of a career? (laughs)
3: Because Christians don't want to pay for tickets. (laughs)
1: I'm trying to figure out is he like, yeah, it was the last show of his farewell tour. So was he planning to walk away from music because he got saved or did he... Like, is this just coincidence or is this like a decision to walk away from secular music? Mm. That, I don't know. Like- Man,
3: look, I, I, I'm going to say this publicly. I haven't said it, but me and Cameron, we've talked about this. Me and you've talked about this. The hard part for a lot of artists is Christians in general, Not I don't say this is a rule and I'm not saying I'm going to take every Christian, but I, what I've observed being in this space is Christians are okay with paying for a cause but they're not okay with paying a Christian for entertainment. So mm. the same Christian that'll go to a Taylor Swift concert will fly across the world, pay ungodly amounts of money with the Ticketmaster stuff just to get the Taylor Swift thing. But for a Christian band, like even like a like for a Derek Minor, or even a Maverick City Music or whatever, people feel like they shouldn't pay for that because it's for God. You know it's, what I'm yeah. saying? And, yeah. that, and I think that yeah. that's a... I think that's a deterrent for a lot of creatives. Not, I mean, it's not, it's, it's, very nuanced. I understand it's like, yo, you're making music. This is supposed to be worship. Why am I having to pay for this? But at the end of the day, you know, like I could see why he like, man, let me run this bag up real quick. And then let me go into a different space where I know he probably doesn't even know that it's more about benevolence. But I mean, when you think about the, the impact in that way, like I could see why I know that's, I probably would do the same thing. I don't even hold you.
2: In, in Miami, I know for a fact, like a lot of these Latin artists, I mean, the churches in Miami do a really good job. A lot of them come from the churches in Miami like El right. Jesus and there's a lot of Latin churches in Miami that reach those types of artists. So <clears throat> I know that there are probably people like the Maldonados and people like that that are like in their ears. So I know that it's like a process of working. But I think the laughable part, and I'm not making fun of his faith journey. It's amazing. I think it, the laughable part is like it's like, yeah, it's at the very, very end of it where he's mm-hmm. like, I'm not even releasing music anymore, but I'm also you know, I'm also a Christian and but I think that's amazing. I think Daddy Yankee is Daddy Yankee if is Like the godfather of like reggaeton music, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um, those songs that's like I, I don't know how to explain that in any if you don't know who he is in the terms of like American music, but he's like he's very, very important in uh Latin music.
1: Who would be an equivalent? Is he a Bieber level for reggaeton? I,
2: I would say that he because you know Latin music crosses over, I, I right. would say that he's. He's a superstar. So imagine – I wouldn't say Justin Bieber, but I would say like he would be – who would be a little bit less like – he'd be like a Shawn Mendes or like – I don't know, like between Shawn Mendes and Justin Bieber where his music is very, very important. It's not like world shattering like like Justin Bieber every the world stops but his music is very very important and uh That's you true. know he's a he's superstar so yeah he's he's a, he's he's a superstar he's, yeah. he's
3: Gucci Mane for trap music he's 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 Jeezy for trap music yeah, he yeah. he's not
2: like number 1 like number 1 to me would be like you know you're going to think like he he's up there with like Maluma. Like that would be mm-hmm. another guy who's just like a superstar. But yeah, he's he's very, very big, very important, huge. Like these guys go on world tours and every single arena is like 40,000. And a lot of people can't even name the songs, but it's mm. a niche audience of Latin people mm-hmm. who love it. And then the thing about Latin people is that we just want to go to a show to dance. So a lot of people go just to hang out and have fun. Uh, to Derek's point, like in Christian, the Christian world, you know, people don't really buy a $50 ticket to worship. Right. They don't just don't do it, especially when you have it every Sunday at your church and they have a church, a band playing the same song karaoke. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. But It's a big deal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if you guys want to collab with Hanks so here's the thing. He didn't say, yeah. he hasn't officially said that he's like never making music again. Um, like he, not, like this is kind of his farewell tour. So it's like implied. Yeah. Why that, would you do a farewell tour
1: though? If you're going to keep making music. Exactly. I, think I it's
3: Farewell to, to, to secular music. It's rag- probably, it's probably I, that's like what the, I think know, it you, might be. Yeah. It's probably not going to do Despacito Des anymore. If he does it. He might do like what Kanye was doing during his Jesus, Jesus is King thing. He remixed it into Christian songs or whatever. Social Club Misfits featuring Daddy <laughs> Yankee. Come on. That'd, right. be crazy. You know That'd be crazy. You
2: know what the funny thing is? Like, okay. How did, okay. Why did no one talk about how Kanye West is no
3: longer a Christian? People got egg on their face. People, oh yeah, I, I they think do. People got egg on their face. I remember when Kanye dropped "Jesus is King." It was so many people that was telling me, "You need to make more music like Kanye." I'm like, "All right, well, we'll see what happens in a couple of years." You know, I'm not gonna. Did, has he said he's 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 walked away from faith? He just dropped a song
1: called Vultures,
2: and it's like really profanity like. It's really like, it's really odd. I mean, it's, it's such a weird song that not even Apple Music picked it up. Spotify, it has like a lot of weird statements in it, but it's pretty, it's, it's like a nine out of 10 in
3: the explicit. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say he's not a Christian because that's hard to, like, I don't know, I don't know him, but I would say that the pivot from, okay, all my music is for Jesus. And you know, you know, he was on this whole campaign of like, we got to start making more positive, stop making such negative music. That's all out the window. Like that song with him yeah. and Ty, it's Ty and somebody else. I was like, oh, look, yeah, okay. Dirk and another young guy. I was like, yeah, he L- went back L- L- to my dark twisted fantasy, Kanye. Yeah, he didn't. This ain't even yeah. like college dropout. This is like. I'm just out here, Kanye, which yeah, he's trying to
2: say exp- extreme things. Yeah. So people are like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And I just think that no one's following it anymore. But I always I, it's you know, I feel like every time we talk on the relevant podcast, one of the conversations is how a lot of artists are finding God. Mm. Um, and I think it's really great that a lot of artists find God. But it, then on the flip side, there's a lot of artists who use the church as a marketing tool. Mm. And so I feel like the church is really relevant if you really think about it. God is relevant always because it's either used as a point of marketing or it's used as a point of safety within the industry. Like, hey, now I'm a believer. This is what, you know, like this is where I align my values with. So it's funny how God is always being used. God is always going to be
1: relevant. God's always going to be important. Speaking of uh, using God, uh, that's a good segue Mm, to the next buzz item.
0: Yeah, you did a great job because we are talking about uh, an artist who announced that they are entering their Christian era uh, as of last week. And there's been some conversation about that. Uh, Lil Nas X posted a video on social media (laughs) with a song. uh, I know,
2: just marketing. I know.
0: Yeah, we've got a clip. We're going to play the song here. Yes! Great.
3: (laughs) Father, scratch my head Everything seems to go.
0: So it is a song that, you know, he said it genuinely is about uh, asking God for hope when you feel hopeless. Um, And it's definitely a different sound for him. Maybe 10 seconds after he posted it, people immediately pushed back on him, just questioning, like, are you being genuine? Are you mocking God? Because Mm. it's his past music and the the art that he's made.
1: He he just had his devil era. I think him saying
0: Christian era is like, so does that mean you'll make Christian music for a while and then move on to a new era.
1: No, he said like, and when he posted and he announced it. He said, I can, I can make Christian music and live my lifestyle. And he's like, I can kneel for two reasons. Oh, wow! And it's like, he's trying to embrace the profane.
3: Yeah. And so here's the thing with, with Nas, uh, what's interesting with him is that his dad is a pastor. Yeah. He grew up listening yeah. to Lecrae. Yeah. <laughs> like, he grew up, he grew up in the church. So he wanted to be in reach with the lifestyle. Choice. Did he say it for real? That's crazy.
2: Yeah. He said something. Oh, well, you know, it's funny, I followed Lil Not Sex when he was in uh his Reddit phase where he was mm. dropping fun songs and no one knew. And now look at him now. He's freaking huge. Yeah, but with the, the But he was a big fan of Christian rap and
3: the cray and Andy, actually, I think too. That's crazy. And with with the lifestyle choice that he chose, it's probably really, really hard. He he probably dealt with a lot of trauma as far as like being homosexual. And being in a black church, homosexual in a black church, Mm. it's probably a lot of a lot of stuff there. So that's the thing that that is hard about artists and going back to the conversation that you had or the thing you said last about artists kind of going in and out of Christianity. Some of it isn't necessarily I don't think just like marketing ploys. I, I wouldn't even write this off as a marketing ploy. This could literally just be a kid that's publicly wrestling, but everything mm-hmm. he says is yeah. constantly under scrutiny. Mm-hmm. So then now you got to also deal with the, the 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 part of that as well. So like when I look at Kanye, when I look at Nas, the hard part about these types of guys is they are so high up. Like they can't, it's hard for somebody like a Cameron Strain or Marty that we know would love on these people in in a way that isn't predatory. That's really hard. They're not coming down here with with guys like us. So they don't always have wise counsel that isn't just like constantly maintaining some sort of music platform thing. So I really feel bad for guys like Ye and X as they wrestle with these things publicly. But that's why the Bible says lay hands on no man suddenly as well. Because Mm. all those people that jumped on the Kanye's a Christian thing and all these Christian artists suck. Y'all need to be more like Kanye. It's like you, you, we, we don't lay hands on nobody. We always, soon as somebody says they're Christian, we just elevate them, give them the keys to the castle. We don't take any time to treat them like human beings and allow them to heal just mm-hmm. because they're talented. Because I feel like we're always looking for a Saul. We want a King. And um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate yeah. for you. True. I
0: think it is like what you're saying there. Like there's this tension where it's like, do we You either have yay where it's like you immediately say like, yes, he's a Christian. Let's lift him up. Or they treat them like Levan's ex where it's like, well, there's no way you're a Christian. They push them down. And it's like, like you said, they're both in the middle. They're clearly on some sort of journey and to sort of push them one way or the other is just going to end poorly for everyone. So it's like they do need people who Mm -hmm. can Mm -hmm. walk with them as they are wrestling through this and stuff. And, you know, and, and it is interesting. Like, he said that, like, he is genuinely expressing himself through his music. And he's like, I feel like people are just trying to gatekeep Jesus. And it's Mm, like, they,
2: they kind of are
0: like, he, like, he should be able to explore his faith. He does have that extra layer of he's in the public eye. So everything he says and does is going to be scrutinized, but we have to hold tension with like letting people grow and change while not pushing them one way or the other.
1: Mm. I'll be honest with you. Like early, early days of the magazine, like I learned my lesson in this respect. The, uh, I had heard, you know, the Christianity today was founded by Billy Graham back in the fifties or whatever. Oh wow! I heard that in the original era of that magazine, they wouldn't put anybody on the cover that was still alive because they didn't, know what would happen next you know wow. what i'm saying so like um I, and that's always been in the back of my mind because like my dad he started a magazine in the nine you know 80s and 90s televangelism all those scandals and i remember like they would have to cover the scandals because my dad was like well we gave our platform to this person and if something comes out about them that would change our audience's perception of them we need we owe it to our audience to tell both sides of their story. Mm -hmm. And so it just felt like they were always Mm -hmm. reporting on Christian scandals and it was like gossipy and stuff. And I was just like, I just, I didn't know what to do Mm -hmm. with relevant. And so when we were early days of the magazine, um, I remember DMX announced he became a Christian and it was like our second issue. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is great. And so right there in the front matter, beginning of the magazine, DMX finds Jesus, you know, we covered it. And then, you know, what happened like a year or so later, like, he's just like, backslidden and kind of walked away from faith and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, crap, we sat there and like endorsed it. Like, yay, celebrated. He's a Christian. He's one of us now. And I just, I stopped yeah. doing that after that. Like after I kind of learned from DMX, like we can't be, yay, he's mm. in the fold and oh no, now he sins again. And no, oh, you know, like I just, I didn't, you know, it's like, cool. We just told you all about daddy Yankees proclamation, but we're not like right. saying anything other than just what yeah. he said. Here's what he said. And then you can well, make think a about decision it. Celebrities about
3: are it, just regular people. Right. So. All right. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, uh, the average Joe that just gets saved. We celebrate the fact that they got saved. Right. But nobody nobody is like now elevating them to the standard of maturity and all those different things. But that's exactly what happens when a celebrity gets saved or becomes a believer. We instantly make them skip all of the steps and say, man, this person is going to do damage for the kingdom. And we're trying to instantly elevate them into anything. And the Bible warns us of that in James, where it says that if a person that's not dressed as cool as somebody else, you don't put them on the front row and put the person that's not dressed great on the back row. It's the same thing with clout. When a celebrity gets saved, we shouldn't treat them any different than the local local guy that just got saved because we do a disservice to both people and the community when we do that because we elevate these celebrities and they never get any chance to get soul care, work through traumas yeah. and all those things. And then now we just heaping more trauma onto them because y'all know the Christian community as well as I do, which is, man, the Christian community hails you like Jesus one day and then they throw you on the cross the next day for for whatever issue, right? So it's, it's not a good thing. I got to start reading that Bible again. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: I'm
1: just kidding. I'm just
3: kidding. <laughs> James, you said? Book of
2: James?
1: Just kidding. Nah. I love it. It's a good one. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else do you have, Emily? Uh,
0: last thing I want to talk about. Uh, you know, I, hopefully you saw this. George Santos was officially expelled as a congressman last week. Um, and literally hours later, HBO announced that a film was already in the works. We never
1: talk politics, but... and, we, and we- <laughs> mm-hmm. I just a dude that faked his degree.
0: Yeah, he faked a lot of things. My he favorite thing
1: he's ever
2: said, my absolute favorite, you know, I'm not a politics guy, but I I've, everyone heard about this, when he goes, they go, so you're Jewish. He goes, I never said I'm Jewish. I said, I'm Jew-ish. And they're like, <laughs> nah, okay. Nah, he's like, my, bro. I'm serious. He goes, my parents are Catholic. <laughs> they're like, but hey, you said your parents are in the, were in the Holocaust and then died in 9-11. He goes, no, I'm Jew-ish-ish. <laughs> no, bro. I was like, I never heard no, of...
3: we
0: literally we don't have enough time to like go through everything he's been accused of, but it's like wire fraud, identity theft. It's really? A... Oh yeah.
1: Well well all the lies stuff, like my mom died in nine yeah. eleven. I think oh, she's and died and three times. She wasn't even in the country during nine eleven. Oh. Yeah. Uh he, all his fake degrees, all of his whatever. That's not why he got expelled. why did he get expelled? Because the House Ethics Committee did an investigation about his campaign finances, and it turns out that he was double dipping and using campaign money for personal reasons, i.e., Botox, Botox and only an OnlyFans subscription. <laughs> I'm telling you, no rich kidding. people don't know how to spend money. He's using money. the campaign. credit right Rich people do saying. not know how to spend money. I will help you guys out. No so taste. he's the only he's Botox only the, and OnlyFans. He's like this. In 250 years, he's like the only the sixth congressman to get expelled. And it's because of Botox. Botox (laughs) I want
3: to see his face.
1: (laughs) I want to see his face before and after Botox. I got to see this thing. But anyway, he's, but what's funny to me is like, okay, so this caught our eye that like within a day, HBO announced they were were doing it. And it was, it's a lot of the Uh team behind Mm, Veep that's doing the film. And I was just like, I was telling Emily this, like, Mm. I don't know how this is going to go. Because when you think about Veep, it worked What's until twenty sixteen. Oh, Veep is great. Veep, Veep is uh, you love it. Julie Louis Dreyfus, uh, Tony Hale. It's like a political okay. yeah. satire show that was on yeah, HBO. The girl Elaine like
2: from Seinfeld. 10 years. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, she is, yeah, yeah she's the vice pre- She's basically the president, vice so, president. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: okay, yeah. I, so seen it's that. like, yeah, yeah. so it follows her, and then and it's like behind the scenes, you know, and it's like these it's quirky awesome. characters and show. stuff like that. So it's like political satire, but it didn't work after Trump. Because their cartoony lampooning thing was mundane compared to what was happening in real life yeah. politics, and so it lost its edge, and it didn't know what it wanted to be, and so like the show kind of petered out, and so I'm kind of going with the George Santos story. Ruth is stranger than any satire or fiction you could do about this dude. So are they going to play it straight? Hold on, or are they Cameron, going to try hold on, Cameron, I, need, I, I don't. Need, I
3: need you to unpack yeah. this for me. Are you telling me? That this show yeah. was doing satire of politicians, and then Trump comes along. And was it was cartoonish more cartoonish than, their cartoon. than the mm-hmm. actual show. Yeah. So people mm-hmm. lost yes. interest yes. in the show, and the show didn't know where to go because Correct. Trump. Isn't that funny? So how do you how do you spoof something There's that's like real life? Wow. Is right. Real life is is more yeah. crazier than the than the cartoon. And that's oh, what I'm saying about man. the
1: George Santos story. It's like, how, are they going to try and like make it zanier? Like the the, the reality yeah. is crazy, you know, of this dude. So it's like, do you do it straight? Kind of like they did like those drama series mm-hmm, for like mm-hmm, WeWork mm-hmm. or Uber and those. Like, do you do a gritty? And like, I don't know what direction it will go. It's the Veep team. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I'm I'm curious, but you know, there's going to be a million George I gotta, Santos. Yeah, you only go like yeah. more extreme, I guess, right?
3: That's the, well, I mean, it's pretty extreme, but. You telling me he was using campaign funds to fund his OnlyFans? I just want no, 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 to see to support. subscribe. To, no, subscribed subscribe to, to Only other fans. people's OnlyFans. He was buying. Oh, so he was nasty, is what you're saying? Yeah, this
1: he was man. the guy who gave
2: sixty grand <laughs> yes. to Ruby Rose. He's that guy. Oh, just kidding.
3: You nasty fool. <laughs> he spent.
0: The,
2: the funniest yeah. part about this is that that's money for that's basically taxpayer money. That's the craziest part, right? Like that's yeah, so He's using that taxpayer that money to tax, give thirty
3: grand to a girl. Bro, you saying that my mm-hmm. taxes? Went to George Santos
1: to post feet pics. No, his people who don't donated to his campaign. Oh. So was, campaign donations are, that he used? Yeah. Oh, okay. So the you. fact
2: that you donated, you donated Derek to this guy. Just
3: kidding. You don't. You. So everybody, <laughs> no, that, yeah. everybody that donated to George Santos paid for his obsession with yeah. feet pics. Is what you're saying? Feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, his
1: face, lips. He's also uh, uh, facing twenty three criminal oh, charges wow. still for his for his conduct, including wire fraud, identity theft, theft of public yeah. funds. That I mean, would be he, the campaign he defrauded issues. everyone,
2: telling them that he built this whole story up. Right? Is
1: that is that illegal to build a story up and then right like uh, under false pretenses? It's I not think, illegal. I think if you're if you're misleading. Right, but but if he's accepting donations under false pretenses because the money he, said part, yes. he had qualifications yeah. that he didn't. I, I, Do I think was reading the story a, the other day I
0: he, he like. There was a I think there's two or three instances where he like set up um, GoFundmes for different people, and then he ended up yeah taking for dogs, that money, His dog
2: never, yeah, the dog, dog, veteran died dog thing. Yeah.
3: I heard. So I was reading mm-hmm. an article the other day on, that said on. that he his, he he set a GoFundme up for his dog. No, his no, no, dog there was, his dog this is before died. he was in
0: politics. No, no, no. It there was right like dead. a veteran's there was like a veteran's dog who was like the veteran I think was homeless and he had this dog mm, who right. needed surgery and George Santos like found him somehow and said, well, like, I'll help you. And so he set up this whole GoFundMe. So go fund a, me, go find me. And then and the veteran was like, I never saw any of the money. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: Wow! Yeah, American politics, baby. But this is this is like long before politics. This this guy's yeah. just been a fraudster.
0: Oh, also important to note, he does deny all of this. So I feel like oh, we wow. should clarify that, uh, of course.
2: We need. What, do, what does a guy like do like that? Yeah. Like after this, oh, like what he's do you on do? After cameo this? now
0: for two hundred dollars. Oh, okay, that's about right. You yeah. can get a cameo hmm. video from him for two hundred bucks.
1: He'll give you. He'll he'll you can hire him to mm-hmm. spill gossip, for- uh, do life advice. Um,
0: some of the other ones. Yeah. Date, they all put is, money together you know, to
2: have him do like a relevant Christmas message. All right, so, hey guys. so now let me
3: play the, the, <laughs> the. I guess for lack of a better word, the devil's advocate. So is this guy that smart? Is this because it, 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 the thing is, maybe he. It's like we could look at this and say he's an idiot, but this man has scammed his way. It's a being caught. a politician. Like, yeah, this, he, he It's the next level of scammer. Like, this is not, this is genius level. This is like some Lex Luthor, like, Joker level, like, scamming. Well, right?
2: the thing is, it, it would be if he didn't get caught, I think. He immediately, I think, once he became the the nominee and all that stuff, he immediately was questioned oh, and, like... All the lies mm, started mm-hmm. coming out. Well, I out. think he's yeah. a good I liar he realized- a point. don't
0: think because like once he got, cause like he would get caught, like, so the OnlyFans thing that came out a few weeks ago and he did an interview where he obviously denied it. And he was like, I just found out what OnlyFans was. And it was like, okay, you <laughs> no, obviously no. didn't like, like, dude, you know, like if you're going to lie, be a good a liar. Member. We have credit card receipts.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're a gold member.
1: Hey, did you, you remember like after he got elected and uh, it was like right after the election and there was like a joint, uh, maybe it was a state of the union address or something like that where all, everybody's in the same room together. And everybody mills around and you kind of sit in different – nobody wanted to touch him because he was already known. And so there was this clip of Mitt Romney. Radioactive. Mitt Romney, he's going and shaking everybody's hand and he worked down. And as he's shaking George Santos's hand with a smile on his face, he says to him, dead eye, he goes – you're an embarrassment, and then he just kept going. Oh my! But gosh. like you know, like but for the cameras, it just looked like a, a normal interaction. But somebody like wow. recorded it. You could see. We he need like a them, real sports, you know, what I'm saying? for politics at this yes. point. You know, like
2: I need yeah, behind yeah, yeah. the scenes, twenty four seven documentary crew that's bipartisan. They don't. They're not like on one side. They're just recording everything, and we could like C-SPAN is missing out on money right now yeah, because I would the, yeah. all this stuff that's gets me idea. hyped up that I want to look it up. I want to want to look up all his like craziness because. Yeah. it's just so
3: outrageous it's it's Veep you're right we're living out Veep Hood Politics we need to we gotta subscribe to uh, Jason or uh, propaganda show Hood Politics Oh, he'll have a good, a good episode with I do want to say
0: I've seen a lot of people mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people kind of theorize like who's gonna play him in the movie because there are a few actors that kind of look like him and could maybe pull mm. it off but I actually was reading an article where they were listing like who could possibly play him and the final one they gave was just have him play himself and I honestly mm. think that would be really funny if they <laughs> did no, He would
2: love it. He, he's done so much more than me. He's in a volleyball league. He's in. He's a congressman. I have done nothing. We're the same age. I've done nothing went to with like my four life. Four
0: or five Ivy League schools. He he
1: found Bin Laden. <laughs> he found Bin Laden. The, yeah, uh, George santos He found John Gotti's yeah. safe,
2: and then he uh, mm-hmm. there's money in it mm-hmm. with Geraldo. Mm-hmm. He split it up with him. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, that'll do it for
4: relevant guys.
1: Make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com every weekday where we are covering the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between. Thanks, Emily. Stay tuned. Up next, Passion joins us. Trying
3: to sleep, but the devil trying to sneak this Told my baby that I need that and I need this. She said don't forget the reason for this season Yeah, me and my brother watching Rudolph, 75 in Phoenix I might have to take the roof off Fire up the grill, we never knew about a log. Honey, black Santas in the house, they look like hoo Grandma got the apple pie, busting out the band, no daddy Probably got the NFL or on the channel I ain't worry about my troubles now I'm chilling with the famo. got AK full of love and i loading up the ammo. Look, Christmas Eve and You're we listening
1: to like no big deal. The, deal. the song is Christmas in the Sticks Again, it's on a very relevant Christmas. go check it out Hey if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus for just a couple bucks a month you get This podcast, ad-free, you get ad-free unlimited reading at RelevantMagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at RelevantMagazine.com. Well, our guest today is Christian Stanfill from Passion. Uh, Not only did the worship team uh, just drop a new song, they also are gearing up for their annual huge conference, Passion Conference, at the end of the month. Here's part of our conversation with Christian Stanfield.
0: so passion conference is coming up at the end of the month what are you looking forward to the most at this year's conference
4: uh so much uh we get to be back in mercedes-benz together which will be uh, quite a moment to have all of us in one space again is going to be it's really beautiful um you know when you have sixty thousand plus college students in one room worshiping praying crying out to god for their generation um crying out to God for their own life, it's its a pretty unforgettable unforgettable sight, something you don't forget. So it will be great to all be together. We have an incredible collection of speakers and worship leaders that are really like friends um, and family um, that we're going to be leading together, which will be amazing. Um, but, you know, the conference this year, I... Every year I have such high expectations for, for Passion Conference. This year, um, in particular, it feels really significant, I think, with the times we're, we're living in. You know, there are a lot of headlines that we're, we're seeing, a lot of headlines, a lot of stories we're reading. It feels like things are kind of tense and, and shaky right now. And then just in general, there just seems to be so much um, coming at us from every direction to distract us from the, the larger reality, the truest reality. Um, that we're living in, which is uh, the rule and reign of Jesus and the advancement of his kingdom. And so it just feels like a great time to gather together at the bends in January uh, and say with our voices and with our hearts, put a stake in the ground and say, we are a generation uh, united for the fame in the name of Jesus. So. Um, Really praying that God breaks through while we're in those days and gives us a big view of Jesus.
0: Well, before the recording, we were talking and you mentioned you've been a part of Passion for almost 20 years. Yeah. um, Which, you know, is a long time to be in ministry for a lot of leaders. Do you have any advice for young leaders out there who want to stay long but are nervous about the challenges ahead?
4: Yeah, I I was. I'm just sort of touching on it there. But, you know, I... I'm just starting to figure out how to talk about this because I've I've got a lot of thoughts, um, a lot of things swirling in my head for conference this year. But I think the thing that I'm praying for most of all is that we will all, the students and us as leaders included, all of us together, um, we will understand and get a picture of the larger reality that we're living in. Um, you know things are not as they seem so we touch and we feel and we smell and we see all these things around us but there is a truer reality happening um, just behind the veil Um, Jesus is king and his kingdom is real and um, and so I think what I want more than anything for for all of us is is for that to come into full view. And for us to just get a glimpse of that. Um, It is a, uh, in the best way, it's a terrifying thing to catch a vision of Jesus as King and as Lord. Um, It reshapes, reframes, and puts everything in its right place. And that's what I want so badly for students at Passion. I want it so so badly for myself. And, uh, so yeah, I think that's, that's what I'm praying for. Um, and, and then just, uh, to see the contrast between our life and our brokenness and the holiness and the righteousness of God and to go, man, some of these things don't add up. Like the way that I'm living here doesn't match up or add up to the holiness and the righteousness of God. And I need to adjust some things in my life. Um, and that's a good thing. That's like Holy spirit conviction that we need (laughs) so i'm praying that we feel that contrast and we feel that gap um but also we see in that contrast and gap the beauty of the cross and god's grace for us in jesus and um so there's a lot in there i know and I'm, I'm i'm trying my best to articulate it but um i just i really fe- i really have a, a strong sense that by the holy spirit there will be a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the room at the bends and that Jesus will come into full view and it will change everything
1: for us. That was Christian Stanfield from Passion. Make sure to go check out their new single, He Is To Come. It's available wherever you get your music. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's your feedback.
0: Never it snows, the world is a snowball just for a song. Get up and roll it along. It's a yum, yummy world made for sweet sweethearts. Take a walk with your favorite girl. It's a sugar day.
3: What if spring is late and In winter into marshmallow away?
1: You're listening to The Lone Bellow. The song is Marshmallow World. I love them. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st. And this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners, February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, Last week, we were talking about Christmas movies, and now it's okay to watch them. You know, it's finally December. Uh, And we got talking about our favorite Christmas movies. So we asked you for your favorite Christmas movies and a one-sentence defense of why it's your favorite. You hit us up on Twitter, at Relum Podcast, and other places we posted. Well, here's some of our favorites.
2: (laughs) That's a great... Evan Penn... What do you say? The greatest Christmas movie of all time is a Charlie Brown Christmas. Why? He asks. Linus dropping his blanket and quoting Luke 2. Is it Luke 2 or Luke 2? I don't even know. It's Luke 2. two. As soon- well, second chapter of yeah, Luke. It's not the second book. I need to start reading this book, huh? Just kidding. Uh, quoting Luke 2 as soon as he <laughs> says, fear not. Chills every time. Why? I've never got chills on that one. Do you guys remember that scene where Linus drops his blanket and says, fear not? Yeah, of course. Really?
1: Yeah, because chills?
3: because maybe if you read your Bible more, it was like the first
1: chills. time I heard scripture on TV. I mean, like on mainstream when, TV. when was, no black
3: people in it, so I ain't watch it. They have Franklin, Bruh, Franklin be sitting over in the corner while everybody had they got hey, man sitting at the kitty table Yes, you saw bruh. that going around.
1: Okay, that <laughs> the, hey hey, we need to clear that clear uh, it up. We right need now, to please. set the peanuts straight. The, around Thanksgiving, this meme started going around where Franklin is sitting on one side of the table, and all the white kids are sitting on the other side, like they didn't want to be near him. So people were like, "Why are they? Why are they pushing Franklin off? And nobody will sit next to him." Look at the table. It was Franklin's birthday party. Oh, and I'm they looking had at right a ice cream yeah. in front of them, and they were celebrating him and honoring him right. as a seat of honor. They were right. not excluding Franklin, and in fact. Charles Schultz, it, like it was a big deal that he fought to be able to have That's a black awesome. character on yeah, network television. Definitely, So it's like they weren't excluding Franklin. They were celebrating and honoring Franklin.
3: It's the internet and, it's and nobody cares and it's hot topics. It doesn't matter. And here's the crazy part that regardless of what the truth is, the damage is done. Now, Now Snoopy's racist or whatever, you
1: know, like.
2: I got to watch that movie. I got to watch that Charlie Brown movie. Is that like a is that one of those films that kind of come with uh Christmas like it's one of those like standard like Home Alone. You have to watch Home Alone. Like as soon as my kid grows up, I'm going to show him Home Alone and like Charlie Brown and
1: it's like 20 oh, it's minutes tw- long. Oh. It's it's great. It's it's a, it's like a yeah, no, no, I'm going to watch it, it, it it's, and it's I'm going to
2: listen to you and
3: Evan I'm going to watch it and I'm going to get chills. I already know. I'm going to watch it tonight. I'm going to watch it too. I never was a Charlie Brown fan growing up. I don't know why I just didn't really like the Charlie Brown thing. It just, I don't know what it was. It's too slow. I used for to me. tell
0: people that he was my cousin.
3: There wasn't enough people getting punched in the face for me. I think it's a
0: different era. Yeah. It's a different <laughs> yeah.
3: era for us. We like different types of
2: thing growing up. Yeah.
1: Our parents probably love it. Adam Davis's favorite Christmas movie is a Muppet Christmas Carol. It has Muppets music and Michael Caine. There that feels like one nice. I good. need to rewatch. It's Cause good. like
0: there's a couple people that mentioned that on there and I remember yeah. liking it, it's but
2: good it's good. It is Some good. people want to watch the world, Ben. He says that at the end of the Muppets, right?
3: I think that's... No, that's from Batman. No. That's
2: Dark Knight. That was a Dark Knight? No, was it wasn't. Some was people want to watch crossover. the world, Ben. He's selling it to Kermit, and Kermit's like, why don't people celebrate Christmas? Some people want to watch the world, Ben.
1: <laughs> new terrible impressions <laughs> uh caleb simmers says his favorite christmas uh, movie is the santa claus yeah. he said with democracy really becoming the way we choose leaders in the west it's good to know that one powerful position successor is still chosen by either a lineage or by taking santa out want to change careers wait for santa to visit i love it. kill it
3: that's a I great he, wins. Analysis right he there. wins he wins caleb There's
1: uh, uh, obviously people saying National Lampoons and, you know, there's just a bunch of stuff next week on the Tuesday show. Next week, we are going to do a March Madness bracket and pick the number one. Christmas. That's awesome. Uh, We're 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 going to do a bracket. We're going to do it. We already know what it is.
2: Cam, I was, you know, I I was actually thinking about like, what's the worst, what's the worst Christmas song bracket? I almost was thinking about that. Um, like, what's the worst Christmas song? Some Christmas mm. songs are like designed to be annoying. There are so, yeah, they're, many. they're designed so to be annoying. Events. Like, think about "Rapba Bomb Bomb." Like, there's always a sound connected to a Christmas song.
1: Mm-hmm. So we should we have a couple brackets of the we classics. Need to... My least favorite is the drummer. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking oh. about exactly. Oh. Right.
0: Really I love that one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I only
2: like it when uh, you love it. And Dwight do it.
0: <laughs> I do love the rendition. I love that one. It's fun.
2: Like Happy Birthday
1: Jesus! Like, it was always uh, stupid to me. I know it's kid. like like I'm watching some Christmas pageant, and they're like in the Middle East, and all of a sudden, like this, there's a newborn baby, and this kid comes in playing <laughs> drums. I'm just like,
3: yeah, that's leave sick. them alone. They
1: don't want to hear your Man, banging. I I yeah. no
3: drums in the Middle really. East during that time. <laughs> that's different. The same yeah. of the world's here. No. Okay. Make yeah, it like, they parade
2: little kids around in Christmas a lot. Like, happy birthday. They have little girls singing, Happy Birthday, Jesus. And it's like, all right, get this kid off the freaking stage. He sucks. <laughs>
4: Yo. I love little kids. Happy
0: Birthday. I used to direct the Christmas pageant at my old church because I loved it so much. And those kids were terrible and so chaotic. But that was the best life. part,
1: really.
2: I missed that, actually.
1: All right. There's more feedback where that came from. Uh, Time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. All right, well, we were just talking about it. We want to know your thoughts on the worst mm. Christmas song. I. Do we go? Are we saying classics? or We, are we can saying do contemporary because yeah, there's a lot a of point, Cam. there's a lot of bad Christmas albums when they do originals. Yeah, you know I, mean? I would
2: probably say it has to be uh, contemporary. Like it has, it can't be new. It has to be something that we've all can like. Be like okay, we heard this. It's not like a random right. Yeah, right, it can't right, be right. like
1: Yellow Cards rendition of a Christmas. Like I don't want to hear that. Yeah, yet. Bobby Brown Christmas track seven. Yeah, all right. Hit us up on uh, Twitter at Roland Podcast and uh, wherever you see us post the the question. And we'll read our favorites on next week's show. Maybe I'll play clips too. Well, before we wrap um, things no, up, no, uh, i mentioned it a I'm few Cameron times. Strang. Go check out our Christmas playlist. It's on Spotify. It's called A Very Relevant Christmas. It's 350 of our favorite songs and no Mariah Carey. Also, make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com every weekday where we are covering the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between. Uh, sign up for our newsletter for our top five trending stories. Follow us on all the socials. You know, all the good stuff. All right, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang.
3: I'm Derek Miner, and I got a single drop-in called uh, Bands, so go download it right now. I'm Emily Brown. And I'm Marty.
1: We'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone.
2: God is relevant always. Relevant Podcast Network.